Well, praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry coming to you with the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to bring the Word to you. Amen. We're going to dive right into the Word today. Praise God. We're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 30, please. Deuteronomy chapter 30, praise God. And actually with kind of a common text, but I just got it kind of stern in my heart today, so I feel like we kind of need to dive into this. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, and I'm going to go, I'm going to read verse 19 and verse 20. All right, it says this, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, praise God, that you may love the Lord your God that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Praise God. Again, praise God. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Now, of course, talking to the children of Israel, he just spent the last... What we know is the last couple chapters, few chapters here, talking about the blessing, talking about the curse, life and death, and what it means. And in fact, in context, uh, you know, back a couple chapters, it shows that he's standing uh, between, really between two mountains, uh, which, uh, let's see, I can give you that. It's Mount uh, Gerizim and Mount Ebal, all right? And now, Mount Gerizim was a, was a, was a uh, fruitful um, uh, a lot of barren, or, or fruitful, a lot of plant life, pardon me, a lot of plant life on that uh, particular mountain. On the other side, which really they're only, I think they're like about like 3,000 foot in elevation, and they're only about a mile apart, I think is what it is. And the other Ebal was a barren uh, mountain. Again, now they're shorter mountains. You know, around here we're used to, you know, eight to 10,000, uh, you know, uh, as far as mountain height, we're looking at about eight to 10,000 uh, feet in elevation. Uh, you know, these may be a little shorter, but to them, it seemed like mountains, so okay. But uh, what you have is uh, Moses and all the children of Israel basically at the foot of uh, these mountains right between them and uh, basically using it as an illustration, you know, declaring the blessing and the curse. And uh, we, we, of course, read through all that in chapter 28, which we might get to here in a minute. But uh, the idea is he's showing on one mount, okay, the, 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 the benefit of the blessing, you know, a lot of vegetation, a lot of life. On the other one, on Mount Ebal, uh, which was barren, at least at that time it was barren. I think I've seen pictures of it at times where uh, it is just that. You have life on one side, and, and of course, it looks deserty or kind of barren on the other side. But the idea is that wherever there's no, uh, uh, you know, uh, water, um, obviously it's going to be, be barren. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, obviously, he had that as an illustration. You know, you can live in the blessing or you can live in the curse. You can live with vegetation and life and abundance or you can live with uh, a barrenness or whatever it is, okay? Now, I just said that for this reason. So, he's, this is kind of the context of everything that's been happening. And then, of course, he goes and describes the difference between the blessing and the curse in chapter 28. He talks a little bit more about it in chapter 29. He gets into 30, praise God, and then basically says this, all right? You got to make a choice. This is your choice, all right? Nobody's going to make that choice for you. <clears throat> you have to decide whether you like the life, the death, the blessing, the curse, all right? Now, of course, you'd think it'd be kind of 
kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, especially when he starts stacking them up, talking about them, praise God. And uh, to me, it make no, you know, a no-brainer. Pick life. And he even said that, choose life. Why? That you and your descendants may live. Now, let's just define a few things, praise God. And uh, the word choose in this verse 19, uh, uh, said, I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life, right? Okay, this word choose means to select, uh, use to decide, determine, to single out, to make a resolve, okay, to resolve something, um, to settle upon, um, to join, aim, or require, okay? The word uh, says here that you may live. This word may means to experience life, uh, to nourish, quicken, revive, restore, recover, repair. Now, the idea is that, uh, you know, in Him, as we said there in verse 22, it said, or verse 20, I mean, that, uh, you know, He's your life. And so He says, listen, choose life, that you may have life. Amen. In fact, it even goes on, and have longevity of life was another thing promised there if you want to uh, do that, but I just want to make this statement before I move on, and that is this, okay, that choosing isn't just making a selection here. When he's talking about choosing, it's not just about making a, a simple selection, praise God, but it's about a resolution, okay? So we're talking about a purposeful resolution and not just a momentary selection here, okay? This is what he's dealing with here, all right? And uh, the problem that we have, especially with the children of Israel, because there was so much up and down in their life. And actually, as you look at their history and you kind of go on through, uh, you, you, know, you see that, okay, that they, they didn't always settle it, all right? I mean, they went a season and they served God, loved God, honored God, uh, followed Him, you know. But then pretty soon, a lot of other stuff slides in. Next thing you know, uh, you know, they forget who they are. They forget who their God is, so to speak. And next thing you know, they got trouble. And that's kind of how it happened. Now, we're talking today... It's not about some, you know, momentary selection here. We're talking about making this purposeful resolution, praise God, settling it, praise God. Choose life, amen. Just settle it, praise God. I choose God, amen. He's my life. He's my all in all. He's my source. He's my strength, amen. Uh, you know, he's my rock. He's my direction. He's my wisdom. You know, we can go on and on and on and talk about all the great things that, uh, that come out of, uh, you, know, you know, having a relationship with God, praise God. So anyway, uh, it says here, choose life, why? That you and your descendants may live. In other words, it doesn't just benefit you. It benefits your families, benefits those around you, those you have, uh, you know, contact with or influence, praise God. Hallelujah. And that's just the facts, praise God. So it says, choose life, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 20 now, that you may love the Lord. You know, it said that you may. Okay, now just, just uh, in fact, I think it's the New Living Translation of this verse, it says that you can make this choice. In other words, choosing life, right? You can make this choice by loving the Lord, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. Amen. So that's what he's saying here in verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, that you may cling to Him, for He is your life. Amen. And the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land, and so on. Praise God. But obviously, He's your life. Praise God. Now, when I'm talking about He's your life and longevity, so it isn't, when we're talking about He's your life, I mean, He's your sustenance. He's your all in all, and He'll give you longevity of life. Amen. I just want you to know there's a little bit of a separation there, understanding there's a difference there. All right, so how do you love God? How do you make this choice? I mean, you love God. Amen. You obey His voice, and you cling to Him. This is how it works, praise God. So I want to talk about these things a little bit today 
Um, so first and foremost, it says that you may love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. Now, this particular word is ahab, which means a friend or an associate with, okay, a dear companion. Um, it refers to uh, having affection or attachment or devotion to, praise God. And so what you, uh, you know, you, you think about some of your patriarchs of faith. Uh, we have, you know, Moses in, in uh, Exodus 33. You see where he's referred to uh, as a friend of God. He's communicating face-to-face with God as a friend of God. You see Abraham referred to as a friend of God. We see one of those references even in the New Covenant in James uh, 2, like around verse uh, 23 or something like that. But you see references where these patriarchs of faith are referred to as friends of God. Okay, another thing that you see throughout uh, many of our patriarchs of faith, the word says that they walked with God. And if you look that up, it just means they converse with God. They maintained fellowship with God. They communed, amen, and fellowship. They talked. Uh, in fact, that word actually means small talk. So in other words, they carried on with God just like you would carry on with any other friends you have, praise God. Amen. So the idea is it starts first and foremost. If we're going to make this choice for life, in fact, Jesus called it the abundant life. Amen. He called it the life of God. Paul actually called it the life of God. Amen. It's an abundant life. It's a, a life that, like heaven on earth, praise God. Amen. That's what this word life is referring to. In fact, if you just kind of, you know, back up there a little bit, and it says, you know, life or death, the word death, amen, ruin, destruction, despair, but it also means the place of Hades. In other words, like life like hell on earth, okay? So you you got to make up your mind what you want to choose. Now, I'm going to get to that here in a minute, but it starts with making a right choice by a, a sense of communion and fellowship with God. This is where it starts. Amen. If you want to choose life, then start communing with God. Start fellowship with God. Maintain intimacy with God. Become a friend of God. Amen. A companion, one that, that uh, likes to converse, amen, with God. Amen. And you'll find that as you do that, praise God, you'll find God conversing back. I have, uh, you know, I always get amazed when people tell me they never hear uh, God. They never, uh, you know, they never hear the voice of God or anything. And most of the time, it just comes down to this. You're not taking time with him. Amen. Because once you take time with him, you begin to learn the voice of God. It's just like any other friend. I mean, you know, even uh, my wife, you know, before uh, we were married, we dated, you know, you know, several years and we spent a lot of time together. We did all kinds of fun things together. We became best friends. Amen. And I tell you what. Uh, you know, uh, she could, you know, say something from behind me. And even though I don't see her, I'm going to know her voice. You know why? Because uh, we became good friends. We became close. Amen. And as a result of it, amen, I get to know her voice. Praise God. In fact, you know, uh, the scriptures are pretty clear. Jesus said that his sheep, what? His sheep know his voice. His sheep hear his voice. His sheep follow his voice. Amen. So, you know, as you, uh, as, a, as a sheep in his pasture, so to speak, I don't know if that's proper English, but I think you get it, amen, that you should be able to hear the voice of God. You should get to know the voice of God. And, of course, it goes on saying, in a voice of a stranger, you're not going to know, amen. Now, I just want to say this because, you know, attached to that, you know, is abundant life, amen. And, that, and in fact, it's a reference out of John 10, so amen. But the bottom line is this, that the more you get to know the voice of God, the more you tap that abundant life, that life of God. And that's why he's saying here in this text here, in verse 20, is that the, it starts with loving the Lord, amen. 
If you're going to make a choice for life, love God, praise God. Amen. Love the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, the next one now. It says, and uh, that you may, here we go, obey his voice is another one. Okay, so if you're going to say, um, I'm going to choose life. Okay, it's not just starting off with, with an intimate fellowship or relationship. Now you've got to, amen, be willing to follow when he begins to lead. That's why I said earlier that this is not some momentary uh, selection that you're making. Uh, we're talking about literally a purposeful, amen, resolute, praise God, decision or choice, praise God, for God, amen, which means that I commune with him, I fellowship with him, amen, as he begins to communicate with me, I choose to follow. In fact, this word obey uh, is shema, is the Hebrew word, and it means here with intent to do. Amen. In fact, the New Covenant would use a word. In fact, I think it's more like a, an old, or old uh, King James word, to hearken, Amen. which is kind of a cool word. But it literally means to listen or to hear with intent to follow or to do. And that's what this word here, Shema, means. Hear with intent to do. It means to give attention or to give regard or agreement. Amen. To say yes. So choosing life here... Uh, you know, as he says in verse 19, choose life is about obeying his voice also, okay? So it's about loving God, and then it's about obeying his voice, praise God, amen? Given attention, given heed to what he says, praise God. In fact, let's back up into chapter 28, if you will do that with me. Chapter 28, and I just want to say uh, a couple things about this, um, you know, when you talk about choosing life, uh, making a choice for life, um, you know, when, you, when you, um, you look at the difference of the blessing and the curse, in fact, um, you know, I, I'm probably not going to read, you know, much of this, but uh, it just talks about being blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed in your home, blessed in your fields, right? The enemy's coming at you one way, they're fleeing seven, you know, where it says he commands a blessing on your storehouse, declares you a holy people, praise God. It talks about, you know, you're, you're going to be the lender, not the borrower. In other words, you're not going to owe anybody anything, praise God. It goes on to say, you know, you're the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. Everything you put your hands to prospers. These are all great uh, promises uh, as far as what the blessing uh, is, as far as how it's defined right here in this text. Now, when you talk about the curse, you know, so the first, you know, basically first, you know, 14 verses, it talks about the blessing. But then from there on, it talks about the curse. And in this chapter 28, I mean, it talks about, uh, you know, just serious issues, man. It talks about sickness and disease, mental issues, um, relational uh, issues, marriage issues, um, kids and family issues, uh, problems with your possessions and assets, about how they always get stolen and taken, business problems. I mean, we can just go on and on. All kinds of debt, uh, you know, bondage and slavery. And again, and, and then it ends with things like disease, all kinds of these extraordinary plagues and prolonged plagues and serious uh, sicknesses and, uh, and then all kinds of fear and torment. I mean, it just, there ain't nothing about the curse that, Anybody wants. Now, I just, I just wanted to bring that out to say this, okay? When you stack the blessing up against the curse. So, you know, when, when you go back to this thing, when he says, you know, I've put before you life, I've put before you death, put before you the blessing, put before you the curse. 
choose life that you and your descendants may live. Now, when you stack the two together, there ain't a person on planet Earth that wouldn't choose life. There ain't nobody going to pick the, the curse. Nobody would. Nobody in their right mind. Well, you know, I know there's a few folks out there maybe that maybe ain't in their right mind. But anyway, I'm telling you, I, I really don't know anybody. I don't care whether they're saved or unsaved. If you stack the two together, or side by side, I mean, there ain't nobody that's going to say, mm, you know, that curse looks pretty good to me. Ain't nobody going to do that, all right? But yet, you know as well as I do, people choose it all the time. And you say, well, what are you getting at? Well, the point is this. When you stop and you kind of think about what, what kind of a choice you're making, what is it? what decision are you making that's really determining the blessing versus the curse? And that comes down to obeying what he says. So what the choice is, the choice really is about obedience. The choice comes down to, will I obey when he leads? That's the choice. Or will I not obey when he leads? See, it really comes down to that choice, all right? So that's why it's a part of this. And in fact, if you look at verse 1 and 2 here of chapter 28, I'm still in 28 here, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all the, His commandments, and it literally means utterances, things He speaks to Him, okay, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because, here we go, you obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's why the blessing comes on, because you're obeying the voice. So when you go back, you know, there and he talks about, you know, this is, you know, it's loving God, obeying his voice, clinging to him. This is what determines whether you're making a choice for life, all right? It's whether you're going to obey the voice is a key part of it. Amen. Obviously, in Deuteronomy 28 here, it makes it very clear. In fact, if you go to like verse 15, it says this, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And then it goes on and lists all these ugly things. It basically says the exact same opposite of what it said in the first 14 verses, except that it even adds a whole bunch more to it. And so uh, anyway, the point is it comes down to a choice of following the voice or not following the voice, obeying the voice or not obeying the voice. Amen. So not given attention, regard, or agreement to say yes is what that word also means. So you're, you're, not, you're not given your your agreement or saying yes to what he says. Amen. And so what happens is you don't follow him. Then what happens is you position yourself for the enemy to slide in, and then that's why you got the curse. Now, God's not the author of the curse. God's the author of life, all right? All right? God's not the author of confusion. He's the author of peace. You see what I'm saying? So, but the enemy slides in there, and he, you know, he, all kinds of chaos, all kinds of confusion, all kinds of curse, all kinds of ruin, despair, destruction, death. Are you hearing me? So you just have to understand that it comes down to a choice, a choice of obedience. Amen. And again, I, I hope I'm making myself clear there because, like I said, you stack the two of these together, talking about the blessing and the curse, there ain't nobody that's going to say, I'd rather have the curse over the blessing. But yet when it comes down to a, a sense of following when God leads, that's where the real choice is, all right? Am I going to follow or am I not going to follow, 
All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Let's look at this other one here. Let's look at, uh, in fact, uh, in fact, I tell you what I'm going to do. Let me just give you a reference because I, I don't want to skip past this. But in Hebrews 12 and 25, kind of a key verse talking about the children of Israel. And, he, and basically says this, okay. He says, don't think, all right, that, you know, just like it happened for the children of Israel, that it wouldn't happen for you. And I thought I'd better throw that out there because a lot of times, you know, we read this, we think, well, that's the old covenant, and, you know, I'm redeemed from the curse. And, and you can throw that around all you want to, but as far as I'm concerned, the curse is still out there, okay? Yes, under, in Christ you're redeemed from the curse, but if you're still going to keep making choices of, of death, okay, if you're still going to keep going down some road and not follow God uh, when God leads, I mean, to say that you're redeemed from the curse would be, uh, you know, really it's a farce because the idea is that you're not even giving him the option to lead you. So what happens is you end up under the curse because it's out there. All you got to do is walk outside. It slaps you upside the head like a big dog. I mean, the curse is everywhere, all right? Now, if you want to stay in the blessing, it comes down to following God, saying, saying yes in a sense of obedience when God leads, all right? And I'm just saying that's just the way it is. I mean, when God leads you, you know, at home, God might put that witness in your heart. This is a good time to say something or a good time to shut your mouth or a good time to uh, go over there and uh, tell them that you're, you know, encourage somebody or something. Or uh, this would be a good time for you to pray this or a good time for you to uh, declare this or a good time for you to let that thing go, whatever it is he's talking to you about. But when you follow him, you position yourself for the blessing. Amen. When you don't, you keep doing your own thing. Guess what? The curse is out there. And it's just going to take, you know, slide in and take over. That's kind of how it works. So that's why in Hebrews 12, I thought I'd better, better at least, you know, say that to you, that uh, he, he makes it real clear. Don't think that the same, uh, the things that happen to them won't happen to you. And it comes right down to this. If you're not going to follow when he leads, that same thing. Now you're, you're roaming around some wilderness, in, you know, in a barren state. Come on, some, uh, uh, buddy. Uh, you know, where everything around you is barren. Nothing's fruitful. Nothing's producing. And here you are, you know, walking around in the curse, even though you're redeemed from it. He paid a price that so you wouldn't have to uh, operate under that or walk under that. But you got to make some choices, uh, choices of life, praise God. And that it definitely it deals with obedience to when he leads, praise God. Anyway, okay, so thank you for letting me go back and deal with that. Okay, so let's, uh, Deuteronomy 20, uh, pardon me, Deuteronomy 30 again, verse 20 again. It says this, okay, so that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice. And then the third one says that you may cling to him, for he's your life, that you may cling to him. So what does that mean? Well, the word cling, uh, dabak, uh, is, is the Hebrew word, which means to uh, be joined together, to stick to, to abide fast. It refers to things like seeking after, or following, or pursuing after. Amen. It refers to a firm or firmly embracing. Okay. Uh, so it means to catch by pursuit or to follow close behind. But the idea is it's talking about uh, really a, a, a firm commitment to things, okay, which again goes back to my earlier statement, okay. You know, are you making just a momentary selection or a purposeful, uh, you know, commitment? Come on now. Or, uh, you know, in a sense you're, you're settling it, praise God. You're resolute on, on your decision, amen, of choice, choosing life here okay so you got to be resolute but it's an on it's a it's a it's a permanent thing not just some momentary thing all right and that's what this word cling is referring to and we're talking about clinging to him that means uh you know you're committed 
You're not just doing it for the moment. You know, there's a lot of people that serve God. Uh, you know, we always call it jailhouse religion, you know, where, uh, you know, people maybe get, get turned on to God and serve God because they want to get out of the mess they're in, which again shows you that nobody wants to curse. Okay, so they'll do whatever it takes to get themselves into the blessing. All right, but is that a permanent decision or is that a momentary selection that you made? That you're going to do that for a while or are you committed to this thing? Are you going to cling to him? All right. So to love God means to start developing that intimacy, that friendship, that communion with him, walk with him. Amen. And then we we follow, you know, we listen and follow when he leads, obey the voice. Come on now. And then it says cling to him. Why? Because he's your life. In other words, you've settled it that he's my all in all. He's He's my source. He's my direction, my, my wisdom. He's my all in all. He's, he's my, uh, you know, my, uh, um, my, my meat, Jesus said. He said, uh, you know, I have, uh, he's my meat. In other words, my meat is to follow when he leads. Amen. He's my sustenance is what he's talking about. You know, well, Jesus saw him and, and, and realized and recognized that you cling to him. Amen. That's why Jesus' life was successful. That's why the ministry that he did, amen, every time he said something, amen, he, he got it from above. Every time he did something, he got it from above. Why? Because he, he, cling, he clings to him, all right? I was going to say clung. I don't know if that's the right word there. But anyway, the point is, amen, he, he stayed committed, amen. Every day sought God, got a word, followed it, amen. But he, he stayed uh, committed to it, praise God, amen. And this is what it's about. If you want to walk in the blessing, if you want to walk in the abundant life, the life of God, well, a big part of it, you've got to stay committed to this thing. You can't, you know, play patty cake with this thing, up and down, in and out with these kind of things. You've got to settle it, praise God. I'm in this thing for the long haul. I'm in this thing, praise God, all the way, praise the Lord. I'm going to follow Him every day of my life. I'm looking to Him as my source. Amen. He's my strength. He's, you know, he's my, my all in all. Amen. He's, he's the one that empowers me, that strengthens me. Praise God. He's my, you know, that strong arm. Praise God. That's got my back all the time. Amen. He's my protection. Praise God. And, you know, when you start thinking about that, that's, that's why the word says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because, amen, he's your all in all. Amen. Why not trust in him with everything? Amen. Why not uh, settle it, praise God? I'm not going to be moved by everything else. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge Him, right? You're, you're making acknowledgement of Him. You're going to Him. He's your source. Amen. And then He begins to lead your paths, lead your steps, praise God. Amen. That's, about, that's, that's talking about living in the blessing, praise the Lord. Amen. So cling to Him, praise God. Amen. Again, it's talking about a uh, sense of uh, to catch by pursuit, to seek after, to firmly embrace, to be joined together or stay together, praise God. Hallelujah. So in a sense, it's referring to a firm commitment, amen, to him and his ways, praise God. All right, so now I want to go back to Deuteronomy 28 and show you something here, kind of how he says it in here. Uh, after he's really talking about the blessing if you get back into like verse, um, verse 13, let's just do that. Uh, so I'm in 28, 13 now, based, talking about clinging to him. 
says this, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only and not beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord, or utterances, right, of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. In other words, other things that come in to somehow distract you, pull you aside. But he's talking about not turning to the right or to the left. Stay locked on to this kind of thing. So when we're talking about making a choice, a choice for life, a choice for the blessing, all right, a choice that not only affects you, but affects your family, affects your, your loved ones, those around you, amen, Hallelujah. This kind of a choice comes by, first and foremost, loving God. Become the friend of God. Develop that, that intimacy, that relationship. Amen. By obeying His voice. In other words, following, giving attention to what He says, and then follow it. Praise God. And then clinging to Him. Why? Because He is your life. Praise God. Now, I want to take you to the New Covenant. We'll, we'll maybe do that at the end of this here. Let's go to, I want to go to Mark chapter 12 and kind of show you, uh, in a sense, the Lord Jesus um, saying the same thing here. Amen. So I'm going to go to Mark 12. And probably just for sake of time, I'm going to do verse 30. Um, Another common text, but I want to have you now hear it in the light of what we've been talking about, clinging to Him, okay? A firm commitment, all right? You're settling it here, okay? It says, you shall love the Lord your God with, here we go, all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Of course, He goes on talking about loving others as yourself, right? Loving your neighbors. Amen. I'm not you know, making light of that. I'm just saying I want to focus more on the verse 30 here, okay? And he says to love the Lord, okay? Now, this word love, now, most of the time, uh, well, actually, there's multiple words for the word love in, in the New Covenant. Um, uh, but a lot of times when it says that God is love, it's talking about agape, okay, which really is talking about a self-sacrificial love, of giving, a benevolent love. Okay, this word here, love, in this verse is agapeo, which refers to a commitment, a committed love, okay, which is saying the same thing that he talked about, uh, talked about there in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse uh, 20 there, all right, talking about clinging to him, is, is this is a word that would, ref that would mean that, okay? So it's talking about loving the Lord. It says with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Now, I'm not by any means going to, you know, go into depth with any of this because just for sake of time. Now, we've done many you know, messages on this, um, and maybe go back in our, you know, archives a little bit. You probably wouldn't have to go very far, actually. I probably at least minister on this, you know, once or twice a year. But uh, this word here, we're talking about love the Lord with all your heart, okay, which the word heart is cardia, which means the center or seat of control. In other words, where the decision-making happens, okay. Uh, this is really, in a lot of ways, is dealing with the will or the character of an individual, so he says, love the Lord with all your heart, with the seat of control, all right? Praise God. So talking about, really, in a sense, crowning him king in the area of your heart, okay? Loving God, clinging to him, a firm commitment unto him in the area of the heart. It says then with, uh, the next one he says, with your soul, okay? 
suke, which means breath or uh, a vital force, but it also refers to the emotions. It talks about the seat of the feelings, desires, and affections. Okay, that's what this particular word here refers to. So even in the area of all of our, um, you know, the emotions, the feelings, um, desires, affections, he's saying, you know, be committed in that area. Crown him king in that area, in the seat of feeling or emotions, praise God, just like you would the seat of control and as far as the heart, we're talking about in the soul also be committed. In other words, don't be all over the map. You know, you got to settle some things, amen. This is kind of what we're talking about with, you know, with everything that goes on. A lot of times for people, it's, it's, it's some momentary, uh, you know, choice they make, this momentary, uh, you know, decision that they make that's it's not settled, okay, so the first time they get all kind of caught up emotionally about something, they're all over the map. Now they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out, they're wavering. And James makes it pretty clear. Don't think you're going to receive anything from the Lord if you're all over the map. I mean, that's just the facts. That's just the way it is. So you've got to settle it. You've got to crown him king in this area too, all right, where you're not just going to get caught up with everything and then be, you know, making some poor choices after that. Amen. So love him with all your heart. You love him with all your soul. It goes on to say love him with all your mind. That word there talks about uh, deep, uh, deep thought or imagination is what comes out of that. But it's talking about the, the seed of the reasoning, okay? The seed of reasoning, understanding, refers to the exercise of the mind. So we know definitely he's talking about the mind, okay? So we're talking about here, uh, you know, loving God uh, with the reasoning, okay? And I think, you know, if there ever was a time to get a hold of this, it, it would be like right now, and, you know, especially across uh, our land right now. I know I got a lot of folks watching and listening around the world, but, um, you know, in our particular country, there's a lot of upheaval, upheaval that's going on, and people are giving thought to certain things, and next thing you know, they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out. They haven't settled some things uh, in the area of, of, of the mental part. They haven't settled it in the area of reasoning. Praise God. I mean, we follow God no matter what. We cling to Him. Amen. He's our life. We're not going to be moved by, you know, what, uh, you know, other individuals say. We're not going to be moved by the world or moved by the voices of, of uh, you know, the, uh, we could say the prophets of Baal, so to speak. We're not going to be moved by the evil reports that come out of uh, whoever and anybody and ever, any, anybody out there. Are you hearing me today? Amen. There's a lot of stuff that gets said that just ain't true. It isn't, it isn't right. It isn't, it isn't of God. It isn't scriptural. It isn't even a, it isn't even a true fact. It's just manipulation. It's, it's lies and deceptions that get said. And it's all over the place, okay? And, and you're going along in life, and there's all kinds of voices and things that get out there that try to get in the area, in that seat of reasoning, trying to somehow manipulate your mind, get you to set your mind on wrong things. The word's real clear, set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. So we're talking about a commitment, even in this area, loving God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Amen. And you got to settle some of these things. So we're talking about a choice for life. Amen. We're talking about a firm commitment. We're talking about clinging to God. He's your life. Amen. It's not be clinging to everything else. Amen. Especially when it's going to bring in nothing but depression or nothing but sadness or, or anger or whatever it is. Okay. You just have to settle it. Praise God. I'm not going there. Praise God. I'm putting my, my trust in God. I'm putting my faith in God. Amen. 
I'm going to lean on him, cling to him, praise God, because he's my life. Amen. I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind, praise God. And then it goes on to say, and with all your strength, okay, which this particular word means force or might, but it's talking about literally the seat of one's own abilities, okay, Hallelujah, praise God, to extend energy or to carry something out. So it's talking about doing stuff in your own strength, your own ability. Now, amen, how many know we're not supposed to do everything in our own strength, right? Uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't, we don't deny the fact that you have your own abilities, you have your own giftings and callings, and you have your own, your own strength, you can do things, amen. It ain't like you, you're, you're helpless without uh, you know, uh, you know, as far as in your own abilities and strength, we're talking about here loving God with all your strength, okay? And if you do that, then what you're doing is you're crowning Him king in that area, okay? So in other words, I'm not just going to carry everything out in my own strength. In fact, I'm going to look to Him, lean on Him. There's certain things He'll guide me to do and, and take care of and handle. That's great. But in the whole time, what I'm doing, I'm leaning on His strength, so to speak, amen, because I've submitted mine to him. I'm loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what he's talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's really down, it comes down to this. It's the giving of one's whole life. Your time, your energies, your efforts, even your substance, all that kind of fits into this thing we're talking about, the strength. Okay. So I, I wanted to bring this out because... To me, it's just another way, it's a new covenant way of saying what he says there in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30 and verse 20 there about loving God, amen, about obeying his voice and about clinging to him for he is your life, amen. So that's what it's referring to, praise God. So we're talking about making a choice for life, amen. We're talking about settling some things, having that firm commitment, amen. You've, you're not... You're not just, you know, momentarily making some selection here. You, you, have, you have settled it, praise God. It's a purposeful, resolute choice or decision. I ain't moving. I ain't budging, praise God. Now, I wanted what this said, too. I kind of wanted to, I kind of just felt like this this morning. I felt like uh, going into the Gospel of John, chapter 15, please. We'll probably close it with this. But it just says this. This is Jesus talking about the fact that he's... Uh, He's the vine, right? And, and um, you know, we're, we're the branches, you know. In fact, let's see, let's go to, um, I'm in John 15. Let's go to verse, how about verse 4 and 5, just for sake of time. It says, abide in me, amen, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now, all it is is just another way, kind of coming at it from another angle, saying the same thing about making a firm commitment. Why? Because he is your life. Jesus made it real clear earlier in the Gospel of John that I can't of myself do nothing. Amen. So he, he knew that the Father was his source of life. He was his sustenance. Amen. He followed when he led. He'd go get the instruction, he'd follow it. He'd go see what to do, he'd go do it, praise God. And he saw it and recognized, amen, that I am nothing without the Father. And Jesus says, you're nothing without me, amen. I'm the vine. And now you separate yourself from the vine, 
you're no longer going to produce like you should. You're going to end up in Barrenville. Come on, somebody. In, 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 in the desert, in the wilderness, roaming around, uh, letting the curse dominate and dictate. So you stay connected. Amen. You cling to Him. You love Him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. This is how this works. You abide, you remain and continue. It literally means to take up residence within. Take up residence within, praise God. Amen. It's not some, you know, you're not some casual visitor. Amen. You're taking up permanent residence with him. Amen. He's the vine. You're the branch, praise God. Amen. And you settle it, praise God. He's my all in all. I look to him. I lean to him or lean on him. Amen. I cling to him, praise God. So if we're going to make a choice for life, and I believe you are, amen, that's, that's I know I'm talking to people that, that are choosing life, praise God, but I just need to bring it real, make it real clear today, okay, that what it means to choose life is to love God, develop intimacy, friendship with God, okay, that's what that word in the Hebrew means, all right, Amen. To, uh, to obey when he leads. And then, like I said, really the difference between the blessing and the curse is the choice of whether you're going to obey or not. That's what it comes down to. All right. And to cling to him. Amen. To make a firm, resolute commitment unto God that I'm in this thing for the long haul. Praise God. I hope you got something today. Father, I give praise and glory right now for this people. I thank you they had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Thank you there are people that choose life, praise God, and life more abundant, praise God, the God kind of life, hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, they walk in the blessing, hallelujah. They walk in the blessing and they avoid the curse, praise God, because they're choosing you, they're loving you, Hallelujah. They're following when you lead and they're clinging. They're committed unto you, praise God, because you're their life. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.